0: Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season, has just released episode 3. It was an amazing episode, with a lot of drama, and also distilling storylines. How was it? Let's talk about it, but first... Let us begin... Cheers, everybody, welcome to Brewstilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this episode of Brewstilled, I'll be recapping Episode 3 of For All Mankind, the fourth season from Apple TV. The storyline in season 4 is starting to brew in the still, in a really big way where we saw a lot of dramatic action in the Soviet Union, and also some interesting revelations on Happy Valley for the Mars base. Before I begin my recap, though, what beer am I pairing for this episode of Brewstilled, and for Episode 3 of For All Mankind from Apple TV, the fourth season? That beer comes to us from North Coast Brewing Company in Fort Bragg, California. And this beer is called Old Rasputin, barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Old Rasputin, the barrel-aged version, comes with big complex flavors and a nice warming finish. This barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout beer is best paired with beef or grilled and smoked game. For dessert, it also pairs well with chocolate, including other sweet desserts. And also you can bake with this beer. I made Stout Beer Brownies using this beer, and the flavor was excellent. Nice and dense, and also flavorful as well, all brought about by the excellent flavor. Flavors from this amazing barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout with a bourbon influence. The flavor is excellent. It's really rich. So do take time to savor this barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout. It comes with an ABV 11.3%, also in a bottle, the way all barrel-aged stout beers should be. I love this beer. It's also great for Christmas and also great for the winter as well. And that beer is called Old Rasputin Barrel-Aged Russian Imperial Stout from North Coast Brewing Company in Fort Bragg, California. Definitely do check it out. So here goes the recap of Episode 3 of For All Mankind, the fourth season from Apple TV. If you've not seen the show and you want to watch the show, do not proceed forward because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. Episode 3 of Apple TV's For All Mankind the fourth season starts off just where we left off in Episode 2 with the coup in Russia. Apparently, there's a crisis in Russia and in this alternate timeline, just like in our timeline, there is a coup against Gorbachev. But in this timeline, the coup is also progressing as there is someone waiting to replace Gorbachev. Off in the Soviet Union to take the Soviet Union back to its old ways more towards communism and away way for capitalism which definitely was the direction the Soviet Union is going towards and it's all our timeline but also things are changing the Soviet Union and just like I thought we we're going to have another season with the International Crisis and this season the International Crisis is a coup in the Soviet Union we just see the results of this unhappy valley as the Soviet Cosmonauts unhappy valley are cut off from contact with Roscosmos back in the Soviet Union I definitely do believe though that once the coup is resolved. This may cause tension in Happy Valley with the Soviet cosmonauts and their American and also international counterparts once things do get settled with this coup, which we'll talk more about later. Also, going towards Dev, Dev comes back in Season 3 as Dev is back on Planet Earth and also he's isolated, cynical, and jaded as he lives in a mansion next to the ocean on a beach. He's on a beach. He argues with the surfer about science or the universe as Dev is definitely skeptical about science and the universe. Also though, Dev is also no longer involved with business, he just lives a very dismal everyday life, kind of like Margo in the Soviet Union, that Dev collects money, Margo probably not so much, but Margo and Dev are definitely isolated in their own separate worlds, only Dev has some more nicer living accommodations and also more money to work with. For the Ed line, Ed and his Soviet counterpart Svetlana are in outer space on the space station doing a docking, but Ed's physical abilities also continue to decline, and he does have Svetlana do the docking on the space station on just outside Mars orbit, further showing Ed's further complications with his medical conditions and also his age as it further complicates his duties in outer space. After a docking mission, Ed and Svetlana are taking off their astronaut gear and Svetlana also has further issues of her own in terms of injuries from the asteroid incident. Ed invites her back to his garden in a very odd way as well because Svetlana doesn't know why she's being invited back by Ed to his garden and he makes it appears that he's asking her like he's giving her no choice. I find it to be very forceful and very creepy as well that Ed is doing doing this and I love Ed as a character but also in season 4 Ed is also very different from he was in seasons 1, 2, and 3. Svetlana does meet Ed back at his garden. He shows her his garden, his plants. He mentions Karen very briefly but also despite mentioning her name he's also very happy to mention Karen as well, his ex-wife who is also one of her very beloved characters from seasons 1, 2, and 3 and who's also greatly missed. But also Ed does show Svetlana his marijuana garden and does confirm to Ed is growing his own marijuana Marijuana on Mars, that he is indeed not getting it from the black market as I originally thought so. For Ed to trust Seth Lana with his marijuana secret really does show that he does trust her and also does value her not only as a co-worker, but also as a friend. And I definitely see something happening between the two of them that will also be romantic at the same time. I definitely see that more as a friendship between Ed and Seth Lana, as her and Ed really do share a bond, which I definitely see more than a friendship. That definitely see Ed and Seth Lana becoming more of a romantic partnership on Mars, which will definitely pave the way for a very unique story arc for Season 4. For Elayda and Kelly, they continue to search for funding for their business venture, which is the very same project that Kelly's working on over at NASA. They go to Helios, but get turned down by Helios and other avenues they try to get funding for for their project. Just after the meeting with Helios, Elayda gets an idea to go see Dev for funding for their project. Kelly isn't sure, but Elayda assures her it could be a good idea. elada and Kelly go to Dev's house and meet with Dev Dev in person for funding for their project, it turns out that Dev already knew about the project as he gets updates about it from Helios, all because Dev is still a shareholder, but also one with no influence at the same time. He continues asking ask Elada and Kelly about a return on his investment, as it is clear that Dev wants the money, and also wants money for his investment, as he's more about the money, instead of about the innovation and the exploration for this project that Leda and Kelly are working on. As a result of this, Kelly and Dev break out into an argument, in where Dev accuses Karen, Kelly his mother ruined his business career and also causing him to see people who they really are. This really does show that Dev continues to be very jaded and also isolated from the world. Kelly tries to convince Dev, but Dev doesn't listen. Elaine and Kelly then leave, as Dev goes back to Bob's business as he wants no interest with Elaine and Kelly and their project. But also later in the episode, due to revelation that he has at nighttime while weightlifting, and also seeing waves on the beach, Dev does have an epiphany and also sign from the universe and also continues to look at Kelly in the latest project, which he still has, the proposal in his office at his house. It is then that Dev is convinced that going back towards Elate and Kelly is indeed the right answer, and he surprises them over at Kelly's house when Elate and Kelly get back home. Dev tells Elayda and Kelly he wants to join them on this venture, but doesn't want to invest. Instead, he he wants to join him at Helios by being part of Helios's leadership, as he has a plan to take over Helios and get back in command over Helios by seizing control and hostile takeover. At first, Elayda and Kelly are not sure about this, but Dev does assure them that it will work and also it's in their best interest in order to revive their project. In order for this to happen though, Dev says they got to get enough shareholders to back their takeover. He gives Elayda and Kelly a list shareholders to talk to in order to support this takeover Helios. One of those shareholders is also Bill who had a very unique relationship with Elada during their days at NASA and Bill is a prominent character from seasons 2 and 3. Elada goes to see Bill to talk about the Helios deal and it also does appear that Bill has seen better days as he's no longer mobile and also from their talk we do find out that Bill is a survivor from the NASA bombing from season 3. Bill's also very jaded because Elada never came to see him until now. However, Bill ends up supporting Elena in her work with Dev to take over Helios. But he also talked about Margo and why Margo did what she did by spying for the Soviets. But also, they definitely don't know that Margo defected to the Soviet Union. They share talks about Margo, their memories of her days at NASA. Elena tries to get Bill to join her at Helios, but Bill says he's not coming back. But also does support Elena in her work with Dev. Elena leaves, and I do wonder, is this the last time we'll see Bill in this series? I definitely hope not not. He's not a series regular anymore, but I definitely hope to see Bill come back to Helios to work with Elada because Elaida and Bill did work well together, they had nice moments together, and I definitely hope that Bill does come back later in the season to work with Eleda and Kelly over at Helios. But also Bill has seen better days, and he's not the same guy we saw from seasons 2 and 3. Going back to Dev, Dev arrives at Helios headquarters during a board meeting, Elayda and Kelly are with him, and Dev takes over the board by saying he has enough shareholders to support a takeover, and also to install Dev as her CEO. Despite some pushback, Dev provides proof, and Dollstar assumes control as CEO of Helios, fires her current CEO, other board members, and Dollstar from the finance department. is a really aggressive scene, actually, as Dev is not the Kuma-collected guy he normally was from seasons 3. He's more like taking over in a very hostile way by saying there's no way the board can stop him that he has enough support to take over Helios and become CEO again. He's also dropping F-bombs, tell people to get out, firing people left and right, and the look at Elada and Kelly's face does show that they're probably wondering, what did they do by getting Helios back in Dev's control because I do wonder, why did Dev come back to Helios? Is there something more at play for Dev that we have yet to find out because Dev, we saw who he was back in Season 3, and he's definitely not the call and guy he does come off as, as in my view Dev is very aggressive, he's also taking over Helios again in a very tyrannical way. In a way, when you look at it, Dev with the help of Elaine Kelly, stage a coup over Helios to retake his position as CEO. From watching the scene at do you Wonder, what are Dev's true motivations? Will he help advance and Kelly's project, or keep it a back burner? Now that he is back over Helios, that, that we have yet to see. Because seeing Dev at Helios, the way he took over was also in a very alarming way as well, making me wonder if Dev is going to have Kelly and Elyta's project in his best interest, or if he just used them to get back at Helios. Yeah, we have yet to see what Dev's motivations are, but the way he took over Helios, Delphi does raise some red flags. And Elayna and Kelly might regret bringing Dev along for the ride. For the storyline involving Miles, we see Miles back on Mars trying to make ends meet. He gets a video call from his wife and his kids and his wife calls him out on the lack of pay on Mars by telling him that she doesn't believe it's going to work for him on Mars as he's not making enough money as she saw his recent deposit by him sending money back to Earth. And also she tells Miles that she might be leaving Texas to go to a job in Idaho, meaning that Miles and his wife may not get back to together after all because Miles' wife in his video call clearly tells Miles that she's not happy with his status on Mars due to the lack of money that he's making and she also feels that he over promised what he will be doing on Mars. Just when the call ends Sam walks in and she notices that Miles is also very depressed about the call and of his dismal prospects with his marriage. To drink away their sorrows they go to speakeasy and just before that Sam tells Miles that she was also once married but got divorced because her husband wanted kids and she wanted to go to Mars. This shows further growing bonding between Sam and Miles as I definitely do believe that just like Ed and Lana that Miles and Sam will become an item and also romantically involved. I definitely do see it happening. And also while throughout to speakeasy Miles expresses an interest in Elea's black market by offering his help to Elea to help him in his black market to bring in more money. All this primarily because Miles has access at base that the black market guy doesn't have. Sam vouches for Miles and Miles and Elea partner up to help bring more money to the black market through selling items on the black market to members of Happy Valley's workforce. It's working well so far, until Miles gets a little cocky and tries to make repairs to the Black Market's distillery, only for it to be destroyed. As a result of this, Miles is fired by Leia's Black Market, and he has no other options right now besides just working as an HVAC repairman on Happy Valley. However though, Miles discovers that there's another air compressor on the Mars base, because the distillery needs an air compressor in order to continue operating. The thing is though, the air compressor is in the North Korean side of Happy Valley. Miles knows that's a very restricted area. Sam tells him that him going to North Korean side on Happy Valley is the equivalent to crossing a DMV in North Korea. Despite that though, Miles goes over there and creates a charade by saying there is a, a gas leak on the North Korean side of Happy Valley. He gains access to their side and also finds the air compressor, only to be confronted by Lee. Remember Lee from season 3? Well, he confronts Miles and he feels that Miles is also a spy, probably for the CIA. Miles is forced to come clean and he tells Lee that he needs the air compressor for the black market's distillery. Lee is also very supportive of Miles and allows Miles to keep the air compressor for the black market's distillery. However though, Miles must help Lee. Because Lee wants something from Miles and Miles knows where to get the help from and that is from the black market. Later in the episode, Miles and Sam and Ilea are celebrating the compressor, repairing the distillery and drinking in celebration. That's when Lee arrives, courtesy of Miles and Lee tells Ilea, the black market guy, that he needs his wife to come to Mars. And I wonder, why does Lee want his wife on Mars? Does he want to defect to the United States and have his wife with him? More on that later. Because, I definitely have a theory on why Lee wants his wife on Mars. And it's not to help the North Korean side. For the Margo storyline, we pick up where episode 2 left off, and that is, Margo is in Soviet police custody after going to the protest at the newsstand. Margo has no idea what is going on and where she is going. The newspaper guy tells her in the police truck that they're going to be held as an example by Soviet police due to the coup that's Going on in Russia against Gorbachev, but Margot insists that she has nothing to do with it. Still, though, Margot is still taken to a police jail and she's taken to an interrogation room to be interrogated for her role in that protest. A police official does interrogate Margot about her role in the protest and she tells him that she's a consultant from Canada, showing that Margot did have a cover from Cosmos, the Soviet space program, for her to hide in Russia due to her defector status. She tells the police guy that she had nothing to do with the coup. He then asks her about the business card from the mysterious woman that she got at the end of episode 1. She tells him she has no idea where it came from and that she doesn't know who the woman is, but also the guy does appear to support the coup by saying that the phone number goes directly to the KGB, known as the third directorate of the KGB. It definitely does appear this guy does support the coup and that Margo could probably trust him, but before anything can progress, we hear gunfire in the hallway. He then leaves. Eventually, another guy comes in the cell, a military guy who is also colonel in the Russian army. He apologizes to Margo for what's been going on and brings the policeman who is interrogating Margot, who is now roughed up. He asks the guy about the card, he doesn't give answers that are satisfactory, and he's then shot on the spot by the Russian Colonel, right in front of Margot. To make things worse, this Russian Colonel then interrogates Margo himself, by keeping her handcuffed, and also in a very intense way as well, because it was very hard to watch almost, as this has not been Margot's season. The Russian Colonel does ask Margot by the business card, by saying it belongs to someone from the KGB, who is also against the coup. Now, this confusing because we don't know who was on the other end of this card in the phone number. Was it for the coup or against the coup? The episode really doesn't explain that clearly, but the Russian colonel wants to know who gave it to Margo, and Margo says she doesn't know. Eventually, a Russian general enters the room and calls the colonel out in the hallway. The colonel walks in, he lets Margo go, tells her goodbye, and places a hood over her head, and is then an escorted out of the jail, probably for more further interrogation, torture, or probably even execution. Eventually, Margo arrives in the middle of the nowhere, and she then hears a voice, telling the guards to take the hood off Margo, and when they do, Margo sees the woman who gave her the business card. It turns out, the woman who gave Margo the card is now the new director of Roscosmos, the Soviet space program, and she tells Margo that Gorbachev is now out of power in the Soviet Union, as the coup has now been successful, with new leadership in the Soviet Union. The woman reveals herself as Irina, and she tells Margo to join her at Star City by saying that she needs talented people to help her with Star City at the Soviet space program, Program, as is now under new leadership. Margo is also skeptical, and she tells Irina that Irina has no idea who Margo is. Irina replies it's on Margo she's known Margo for a long time, but doesn't specify. Irina then walks towards the building of Roscosmos, the space program headquarters for the Soviet Union, as Margo follows her. And that is where the episode ends. So overall not a bad episode, it really did get pretty exciting at the end, because Margot and this mystery she's on continues to build and build because margo's now facing a new chapter in the Soviet Union, and I do wonder just how will this coup against Gorbachev change life in Happy Valley for the astronauts and the cosmonauts in Happy Valley because eventually they're going to know about this coup. They'll know about new Soviet leadership and it's definitely going to change the dynamic in Happy Valley. Just how much will change life in Happy Valley as a result of this coup in the Soviet Union It will also create conflicts in Happy Valley and will this new Soviet leadership want to even be involved in Happy Valley? That there's something I'm watching because this coup in the Soviet Union and this altered timeline will change season 4 going forward in a really dramatic way, and I do wonder just how far will it go and also how will it will affect the dynamics on Happy Valley between the Soviet crew and the American crew, and also including the crew members from the other communist nations, including North Korea. I definitely do believe this coup in the Soviet Union will have major ramifications on Happy Valley and also over at NASA. Also, for Margo, now with Margo going back to work with Roscosmos in the Soviet Union, she'll play a big role no doubt, pretty much because there's something about Margo that Arena likes, as she wants Margo to be closely involved with Roscosmos going forward. But here's the thing though, will Margo's defector status become more known and also get back to the United States in terms of being more public? I definitely do believe that eventually in season 4 that people like Eleda and Ed and over back at NASA are going to find out that Margot was a defector to the Soviet Union, and I definitely do believe they'll get revealed, seeing that Margo's now going to play a bigger role at Roscosmos under Irina. So we'll see what happens for Margo going forward in season 4 because her storyline so far has been the best one. Now for a theory that I definitely do have and that is is Lee trying to defect to the United States from North Korea? I definitely say yes because there is a reason Lee wants his wife in Happy Valley and I definitely do believe that is because they can both defect to the United States and away from North Korea. Here's my question though that is, what does the black market guy, Alaya have anything to do with this? Does he have the power to get Lee's wife on Mars? Apparently so because Lee told Miles earlier in the episode that North Korea has eyes all over Happy Valley so apparently Lee knows something about Leia that we have yet to find out and I definitely do believe we'll get our answer on that later in the season probably even by the next episode because I definitely do believe Lee wants to get the hell out of North Korea but he wants to bring his wife with him first also given his marriage problems and Sam's past marriage problems when will Miles and Sam become an item I think that's going to be soon but also for Miles though he's a likable character but he's also a schemer and kind of a jackass I mean he has a history of failed business attempts, such as we learned back in episode 1, and now in episode 4, and also he lied to get on Mars by falsifying his resume. And now, he's working with the black market and doing other things, such as entering North Korea inside of Happy Valley. I definitely can't help but think that Miles will get caught eventually because, it seems too good to be true because, I definitely do believe he'll get caught eventually from what he's doing in Happy Valley. The thing is though, what will be the consequences of that, and we bring Sam down with him? We'll see. For another question that is, why is that Dev- so motivated to get back in control of Helios? And what is his agenda? Will he help Elayda and Kelly on her project? I say probably not. I think Dev, we saw who he was back in season 3 and he probably hasn't changed much since then. So what does Dev have planned for Helios now that he is back at control over Helios? We'll find out more as the season does progress. But something tells me that Elayda and Kelly will have challenges dealing with Dev at Helios. Because it seems too good to be true. So those are my questions and theories from episode 3 for all mankind season four from apple tv overall a really good episode i really love where the direction season four is going and i just can't wait to see what happens next because all our characters new and old are really facing some challenges but margot right now is the show I mean, Margot so far has been really experiencing a wild ride in Russia, and I wonder what happens to her next in episode 4 and also beyond. But also, Ed and Svetlana, I definitely do see these two hooking up in the season. There's also Miles and Sam, and also Danielle wasn't featured in this episode in a really big way, so definitely expect her to be featured more in episode 4 and also more of that. But also, where is Ellen and Larry? Where are they? We haven't seen them yet, and I wonder what happened to them in season 4 where they're at now in their own lives. I mean, we all know that Ellen and Pam got married, but what about Larry? I want answers on that. And also for Danny and Mars, what happened to him? I know we'll get answers on that later in the season, but also I just wonder what happened to Danny and Mars, and also what role Danielle might have played in that. So far, though, with three episodes in, season four has been fantastic, and I just can't wait for what happens next because the story is really starting to flow in a really good way, seeing more character development and growing storylines, and I also look forward to seeing what happens in the Soviet Union in terms of this coup and how it affects life on Mars, and also back in the United States, because I definitely do believe this queue will lead to a growing crisis in the world that the United States will have to deal with, and also going to affect life on Mars at the same time. For now though, that is where I'll leave it. And that should do it for me this episode to Bruce Sild. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your ZARD podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Also, check out this podcast over on Instagram, at Bruce Podcast over on Instagram. Please say tuned for future recaps all for all mankind from apple tv coverage of the 2023 nfl season for the house lombardi guest interviews craft beer content and other topics of interest please do enjoy us good beer bourbon whiskey i'm heroes brandon thank you for joining me and also next time and until then be brewed and be the sealed folks cheers <laughs>